Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome in. Good morning, Mike. In the morning, part of the sports coverage at Super Talk in Mississippi. And today, overreacting to what happened in Arlington yesterday. It's great to be with you. Uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to say that um, if you're watching on stream, uh, the podcast will just be under a different name. Now, if you're already subscribed to it, it, it won't change anything at all. It's just going to be called, actually, Mike in the Morning now. So if you're already subscribed to the podcast, nothing will change. The logo will change, so that might throw you off a little bit. But as far as you having to do anything else, you don't have don't have to do anything else. But if you're not a podcast listener, uh, search my name, Michael Borky, or Mike in the Morning, and this will come up. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. That's right. Overreaction Tuesday. Usually, I will do this on a Monday. This is actually my favorite uh, content item. Um, I do it after spring games, although we, you know, we may not have them anymore. Uh, I do it after spring games, and then I do it after the first game of the season. Overreaction Monday is, is what I call it. We do it on the radio show where we will take each result from every team in the SEC and make a sweeping generalization about the outcome of that one game that we apply to that team for the rest of the year. So I'm going to do that here. And I have a feeling you guys are really going to like what I have to say about your baseball teams. Uh, But first, again, although I just kind of mentioned it, if you're watching on stream, good morning, glad to see you. This does get uploaded in podcast form. Please uh, don't forget to subscribe to that podcast. And if you're listening in podcast, this does go live every single day on the Sports Talk Mississippi social media channels, so check it out sometime. And um, glad that you guys are here this morning, and let's get started. So how are we feeling today? We feeling pretty good? You should. I mean, look, I know the SEC, you throw Arkansas in there as well, just flat out dominated the Big 12 in this thing, but I mean, I I could not have imagined a better start from these two teams this season in this tournament. I mean, with how much hype that was going into it, we had multiple guys that cover college baseball like on the national level that said that there will be more raw talent, especially on the Hill, and this possibly then in Omaha uh, coming up later on this year. This tournament is um, or was a massive measuring stick for these two programs, and Mississippi State with um, shorthanded. I mean, two of their most important pitchers this weekend were out. Um, COVID-related, I mean, assuming it's COVID-related, they didn't give a reason on one, and the other had some kind of neck spasm, so hopefully they'll be back in short order. But Mississippi State, without two of their best pitchers winning two games and Ole Miss sweeping Arlington, um, you got to be feeling pretty good today. I mean, what a performance this weekend from your two teams. And just flat-out dominance of the Big 12. I mean, just flat-out dominance of the Big 12. Uh, you love to see it. 
I put on Twitter last night, and I was uh, joking partially, but, I mean, what is the Big 12 good at? What are they good at anymore? I mean, they've got one team in football right now. I mean, you know, Texas being back, Steve Sarkeesian, whatever. Um, I think, right, the SEC just beat them in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, too, correct? So, yeah. Um, what is the Big 12 good at anymore? Uh, just flat-out dominated uh, this weekend. So let's overreact to it a little bit. First of all, I wanted to bring this to you. The D1 rankings just came out. We told you yesterday. That Baseball Americas came out. Uh, now here's D1. So D1 waited until after this tournament was played to do their final rankings. And uh, we had some movement. Ole Miss comes in at number one, just like in Baseball America. Uh, the most impressive team this weekend uh, across the board was Ole Miss. Uh, so they get the number one spot in uh, the D1 poll. They were uh, number one in Baseball America for the first time ever. And so uh, I have not seen... What D1's been like, I don't know if Ole Miss has ever crept up to number one, but they're there right now. Arkansas, also impressive this weekend, uh, jumped up to number two from eight. Vanderbilt jumped up to number three from four. Mississippi State rounds out the top five, so they had a very good weekend, as we just said. Jumped from seven to five, but here's the problem with how good these teams are. So I'm about to to bring the negative first and then switch that right over and talk positive happy stuff, and overreact, like I said, to what happened in Arlington. Um, the SEC is brutal, is absolutely just brutal as a baseball conference. Uh, and uh, Wayne, good morning. By the way, if you want to be like Wayne and you want to drop in a comment, I'll put them right up on the screen. And if you've got something to say, I'd love to hear from you and uh, and bring this up this morning. Why not? This is not just me talking. I want uh, you to be a part of the conversation as well. So yeah, I mean, the SEC is just miserable, right? You've got the number one, number two, number three, number five, number seven in Florida, number 11 in LSU, number 17 in South Carolina, number 18 in Tennessee, number 21 in Auburn. And then like Alabama, for example, who's been a bottom feeder in the SEC, apparently has an ace that's going to throw on Fridays that's as good, if not better, than every than everybody's in the SEC. The league is absolutely just freaking brutal uh, with how good it is. But right now, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are currently among the class of the league after a great showing. Baseball's a long-term sport. As you guys know, one weekend doesn't really, as long as it's not the postseason, determine anything. I mean, I said this going into this tournament, at least on the radio show. I don't know if I did it here um, on the stream. But regardless of the result this weekend, it wouldn't have changed much about these teams, right? If they happened to go 0-3, you would have been a little, like your ears perked up, but not the end of the world, right? These are three top 10 teams they played. There was a long hiatus. There was a way where you could spin it and feel good about yourself. And any result between 1-2 and and 2-1 and doesn't really change anything about where they would be postseason seeded. These, these games wouldn't have hurt them at all if they lost them. Um, and it is baseball, so even if you win a couple of games, you know, it doesn't mean you're world beaters. It's a long-term sport. Uh, this weekend only matters if you string a bunch of these weekends together. But this weekend, I think, confirmed what I and all of you thought about your baseball team. Now, I think it applies to both, 
I know Ole Miss had the better weekend. I mean, they, they won one additional game, but both were really impressive. I think this applies to both teams equally. Now, Mississippi State fans would probably disagree with this, and, and Ole Miss fans would probably disagree with this, but I think this weekend confirmed what you should have thought about your team. It's just one weekend. They have to do it more and more and more for it to matter. But this weekend told you that you have national championship caliber teams. And I hesitate, I really don't like the, I know I just said that, right? National championship caliber teams. That's heavy. I mean, that's big time. And and by the way, it's real. Um, I hate doing the Omaha or bust thing, though. Uh, I saw a, a local reporter even put that question in a headline recently. Is it Omaha or bust for Mississippi State? Well, the answer is no. At least it shouldn't be. Um I hate doing that because there, with baseball and with the way college baseball's postseason is structured, um, you can have a great season and still not make it to Omaha. You can have something weird happen in a three-game series in a Super Regional and, and not make it to the College World Series, and that should not be a bust. If Mississippi State, using um, the team that he covers, if Mississippi State uh, gets to Game 3 in a Super Regional and there's... It's a one-to-one game in the ninth, and somebody from, I don't know, Arizona State slaps a blooper into no man's land, scoring the game-winning run, and Mississippi State loses and doesn't go to Omaha. It's not a bust of a year. I I don't like that line of thinking. I think with how um, unique and inconsistent a sport like baseball is, I don't think that you should just say that if this team doesn't make it to Omaha, then it was a failure. I don't like that, and I'm not going to do that here. Um, There's so much more nuance that needs to be applied when you're having postseason expectation conversations uh, about your teams. Um, I need to go ahead and um, block that user. How do I do that from here? Oh, I guess I can't do that. Um, That's weird. Sorry, I hope you guys on Periscope don't see don't see that. Um, I don't know how to, to get rid of those from here. Anyway. Um, weird. People are weird on the internet. All right. Um, Omaha or bust is not a thing um, that, that I want to apply to these teams at all. Uh, not a conversation that I want to have. I don't think it's fair. I think there's more nuance that needs to be applied. Now, if both of these teams get like eliminated, if they go 0-2 in regionals, then sure. But context needs to be applied. I don't like that line of thinking. I think it just does not take into account what baseball really is. However, these are national championship caliber teams. They have, and you, you confirmed it this weekend. Now, Mississippi State, we'll see what they're like full-strength pitching-wise. And um, there's a couple of hiccups. Um, in the bullpen and stuff like that, and there's still some inexperience there in Starkville, but I think both of these teams have everything. Um, They have starting pitching, at least high-caliber starting pitching. Ole Miss is a little bit more experienced in that regard. Um, They have power. They have speed. They have good defense. They have good pitching. They have good bullpens. They have good... I mean, everything. These teams, both of them, have every making, every bit that you can ask for of a team that can win a national championship. Yes, that's an overreaction. Yes, it's baseball, and it's only three games. I I understand it. But 
These teams have everything. And as long as they stay healthy, and if they keep playing like this, then that is a realistic, attainable goal, is for these teams to win a national championship. I think that that is something that is within their grasp. I think it's something that they are capable of doing. You should not, and I'm not, saying that if they don't, go to the National Championship Series, that the season was a failure. I'm not going to do that. I think that is uh, way ahead of the skis. Even on overreaction Tuesday, I'm not going to go that far. But that's what I saw this weekend. We're two teams that can win a National Championship. They've got everything that it would take for them to do so. That's real. It's there. It's confirmation bias, because I kind of thought these teams were going to be that good going into the season. Um, That's real. They really are this good, and this weekend just confirmed that. Um, And then especially, it's how they're going about it, too. I said this uh, on this stream, I think, yesterday, or was it just on the radio show? Um, On Ole Miss' side in particular, because... You guys know this. The narrative around Ole Miss baseball for a long time was um, getting tight in big spots. That was kind of the thing. The team would play tight. And that is not, I mean, the last two years, so the few weeks that we had last season and then the three games we had yesterday, um, that's not how they approach uh, this at all anymore. I mean, they're really fun to watch. They've got... I mean, they're kind of cocky, right? I mean, if I if I was a fan of a team playing against Ole Miss, I wouldn't like it. I mean, they're, they're cocky, they, they dance, they, they've got a little swagger to them. And it's about time, and it's infectious, and it's fun. And for some reason, Arkansas fans are so mad about this. Have you guys seen this? Um, I mean, even Mississippi State fans. Like, for some reason, I, I've seen more, like, United Ole Miss and Mississippi State fans around baseball than like I've seen about anything. Um, this is supposed to be fun. Uh, college kids playing a game is supposed to be fun, and and Mississippi State does as well. I mean, you can apply this to both of them, but Ole Miss is more polarizing right now with just kind of how they've gone about their business. Um, this is supposed to be fun. Ole Miss has fun, and they even do things like on social media. I mean, yesterday they uh, they they kind of took a dig at Texas by um, using the Sam Ellinger after they won the Sugar Bowl over Georgia, and he leaned in the mic and said, "We're back!" And like Ole Miss social media, they put that out there and was like, "If you thought that last year was just an anomaly or whatever," paraphrasing a little bit, and they used that video to take a dig at Texas. Go look at the replies to that or, or the, the comments on that. It's almost exclusively Arkansas fans, but like every single thing that, that is involving Ole Miss right now, Arkansas people are like, oh, that's, you guys didn't go to Omaha or whatever. Like they get so mad at other teams in the SEC having fun. Like I could not imagine especially in a sport like baseball where it is so slow and painstaking sometimes when you have a team that clearly enjoys themselves has like an infectious energy where 
they bring emotion to this game that is seemingly so emotionless. And that's your reaction. I mean, imagine getting upset that kids are having fun playing baseball. I mean, I couldn't do it. And then especially the social media thing. I mean, the the whole Dirty Mike and the boys thing. I showed you guys that yesterday. That is still continuing. Although I would advise, if you're getting into that, um, I would wait until after you win the series. Like when you start playing these three-game sets. Like if you beat Auburn on a Friday night, I would wait until you win that second game before you drop those memes in. That's just my advice. Uh, take it or leave it. It's uh, it's free or not. Um but that's fun. Taking a little shot at Texas on social media using their quarterback who declared that they were back even though as it turns out they weren't and they lost a bunch of games and fired their coach and hired Steve Sarkeesian. That's fun. Some people take this so far way too seriously. It's not that serious. And like I've seen... I'm telling you, I've seen Mississippi State fans that think what Ole Miss people with the Mike Bianco, Dirty Mike, and the boys thing is hilarious. Because it is. And I hope Mississippi State starts doing stuff like this on social media. Let me look up Mississippi State's schedule here. I don't know the non-conference slate off the top of my head like I do football. I've got the football schedule memorized already. Um, I do not have the baseball schedule memorized. But um, I hope Mississippi State starts doing stuff like this. Because it's fun. After, this is taking forever to load, forgive me. So they, they've got Tulane. Um, oh, they've got Tennessee Tech. That's hilarious. A uh, little tie here. So when they play LSU, I hope that Mississippi State uses the game from this fall in some way to take a shot at LSU on social media. I hope fans get involved in this. This is supposed to be fun. To the victor go the spoils. Enjoy yourself. It's social media. It's college baseball. This is all supposed to be something that we enjoy. And for some reason, Arkansas, of all people, Arkansas people are just getting so up in their feelings about people enjoying themselves watching a baseball team win. It's crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. We need more of this. Um, It's supposed to be fun. We need more guys doing weird dances on the field after they make a big play. I think we need more pimping home runs. I think when Sims struck out the side in the fifth on Saturday, I think it was Saturday, right? Um, When he's losing his mind and just pumped up and yelling at his dugout, we need more of that. Um, When you do something good in big spots, it's okay to enjoy it. It really is. I... um, I'm one of those people, I guess you you can say that I'm not a traditionalist or whatever. Um, I'm one of those people that think that baseball needs to modernize itself a little bit. And I love seeing the college game uh, do this. Yeah, it was was Saturday. Um, Sims came in uh, for Mississippi State with the bases loaded in the fifth and struck out the side. And he's just going nuts, like fist pumping and yelling and screaming and carrying on. More of that, please. Seriously. Baseball needs more of that. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to take some shots at people on social media. As long as you can take it back, as long as you can take it in return, there's nothing wrong with it. But I want more of this. I want more of Landon Sims absolutely losing his mind, just going nuts 
after he strikes out the side with the bases loaded in the fifth inning of what was then uh, a close game. I mean, Texas really could have changed the dynamic of that game. And instead, I mean, that probably, I mean, in that moment, that was the game-changing moment. So go nuts, man. Go crazy. I want more of that. Give me more of that. Um, That's what it's supposed to be about. It's college kids playing a game. Let's have fun with it. I want to see more of this from Ole Miss. I want Dirty Mike and the boys to be in the mentions of of every team that you're playing. Because why not? And then when their teams do it to you, you just tip your cap and say respect and just do it the next game. I want to see uh, an outfielder for Ole Miss who's been getting heckled all game long by Texas Tech fans after he catches the final out, turning around and waving to him. Good. I want more of that. Turn around and wave to the guys that that have been calling you names that I can't even or don't want to repeat here all game long. Turn and wave to them. If you beat Texas, get the Sam Ellinger video of him claiming that they were back after winning the Sugar Bowl the year before they fired their coach. Give me some of that. Throw that out there. I want more of that. Baseball, college baseball needs more of that. We need a little bit of swagger, a, a little bit of of cockiness. Have some fun. It's college kids playing a game. Have some fun. But yes, let's overreact again. One more time for those of you just joining us. Um, These are national championship caliber teams. That's what it is. Maybe that's um, confirmation bias, but I think that uh, if you look at the rankings today and you see Ole Miss at one and Mississippi State at five, it's not even really that uh, strong of an opinion. I think it's just reality. These two teams can win a national championship. They absolutely can. They stay healthy. If, I mean, Ole Miss, for example, Mississippi State was without their two best pitchers, and Doug Nikhazy had his worst outing in a long time, and they still win the game. And those are against three top ten teams. We'll see about Texas. I think that they had a really bad showing, um, obviously. They went 0-3, but they were very clearly the worst team in the event. Let's see where they dropped to. Uh, Texas is still at 19 uh, in the ranking. That's probably more appropriate um, when you consider how they looked this weekend. They Even Texas Tech looked like they belong. I, I don't think Texas, uh, to me, they didn't look like they were in the same class as the three SEC teams they played. It's only three games, I know, overreaction Tuesday, but they did not look like they belonged in the same class uh, as the SEC teams. So hopefully Mississippi State gets healthy. Cale Baker for Ole Miss will be back. He was in COVID protocol. He'll be back for the game tomorrow against Arkansas State. Uh, Chatney also pulled up uh, a little limp. He pulled his hamstring. Uh, Don't know how long he's going to be out for. Those things can, as you guys know, uh, they can linger for sure and uh, stick around for a while, so we'll uh, we'll have to see, um, you know, how long that lasts, how long he's out. Mississippi State is playing Jackson State on Wednesday. No Deion Sanders. I mean, I guess he he could make the trip, I suppose, but no Deion Sanders. But uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss back in action tomorrow. Um, Mississippi State hosting Tulane and Ole Miss hosting UCF this weekend. Whew. That was uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a whole lot of fun, and we needed this too after both basketball teams teams really underachieved. I mean, basketball's just been miserable, and um, this couldn't have come soon enough. 
Talk about a stark difference in product. I mean, basketball is supposed to be a more exciting sport than Ole Miss and Mississippi State at times make it look really, really difficult. And on the flip side, you've got this baseball product, which is just nothing but an electric factory. Um, what a dramatic change. And um, welcome sight for sure. I wanted to drop this in also. So the turning the page away from baseball into a, a football story, a recruiting uh, football story for you. Um, so Ole Miss and now Mississippi State have both uh, had added key impact transfers. Now, it didn't work out with K.J. Costello, obviously. Um, Will Rogers took his job in the middle of the season. Otis Reese for Ole Miss didn't get to play until the final three weeks of the season because the NCAA is just grossly incompetent. Um, but a guy like Otis Reese was a former four-star Georgia transfer. If you look at Ole Miss's recruiting rankings, he he didn't exist. It didn't apply to him at all. And Mississippi State, for example, just added a former five-star defensive back. And that's not going to reflect in the recruiting rankings whatsoever. Ole Miss added a wide receiver, a transfer, Jacor Pearson, uh, from Western Kentucky. Has a very similar build and skill set as Elijah Moore. Those kind of players, Jacob Springer, for another uh, transfer, he transferred from Navy to Ole Miss, doesn't show up in any kind of rankings. It's not completely there yet. They haven't completely done it yet. But uh, 24-7 is working towards ranking transfers, giving them actual rankings. So right now, um, you know, I'm looking at their announcement that they are going to do some rankings on uh, current transfers, but not in like the, the star format. They basically just listed them 1 through 50 or, or whatever. But apparently they're working towards actually applying star rankings to transfers and putting them in the recruiting classes, and that needs to be done. With the prevalence of uh, the transfer portal, more and more teams are going to use it. Um, There are more players currently in the portal than spots available, which will actually benefit schools like Southern Miss, I think, uh, because a lot of these players that are at a Division I school or a Power 5 school that think that they can transfer to another Power 5 school and that place doesn't have any spots available because they just signed 25 guys in recruiting, the lesser schools are going to reap the benefits from the transfer portal, especially at the FCS level. They're going to get a lot of quality guys they wouldn't have gotten otherwise because uh, the portal has more players than spots. But the point is, uh, we need to modernize how we look at roster building because it's not just signing high school kids anymore. It's not just signing high school kids and junior college transfers anymore. Oklahoma, for example, uh, they had a ton of spots available and it seemed like it was by design because they welcomed in a handful of transfers, most of which from Tennessee, that were high-level players. That's modern roster building in college football. Mississippi State needed a defensive back. Yeah, they signed some guys in recruiting, but they went and got a transfer from Texas a guy that was a five-star recruit. Ole Miss needed secondary help, so they went and got Otis Reese, and even though he couldn't play at the beginning of the season because, again, the NCAA is grossly incompetent, uh, you saw what kind of impact he had on that team. But you look at recruiting rankings, and he's not there. That needs to be different. We need to be able to evaluate rosters based on everybody on it and not just based on the guys who signed with them out of high school. So good on 24-7 for making this happen and um, working towards actually ranking transfer players. It's a big deal, and it matters. And I think that um, that's a really, really good thing, really smart thing moving forward. 
the transfer portal is going to be more and more used uh, by everybody in college football. And unfortunately, some players uh, have left their previous school and um, uh, have no home. And so you're going to see a lot of players walk on places. Uh, you're going to see uh, a lot of guys, I mean, maybe even have to take a year off. Uh, they're, they're leaving kind of without direction. Uh, so that's an unintended consequence, but um, that's just, it is what it is. Speaking of Tennessee, so there was a mass exodus after Jeremy Pruitt got fired um, and the way everything was handled at Tennessee with the NCAA investigation, stuff like that. Tennessee leads the SEC, according to 24-7, uh, with 25 transfers in the portal. Tennessee has an entire recruiting class worth of players in the portal, 25 of them. Mississippi State is second at 18. And while some of that is like, you know, the tight ends, because Mike Leach doesn't use tight ends or the quarterbacks or something like that, um, you know, some people will spin it and say, yeah, this is fine. Like, there, there's no nothing wrong uh, with this at all. And I, I wouldn't say that. I think some of it is natural, um, roster turnover with a new coach and a new philosophy. So, and because of the prevalence of the portal, you're always going to have players hit the transfer portal. But if you want to say this is exclusively, oh yeah, just um, you know, Mike Leach cutting out the bad eggs, I, I think that's um, that's going too homer. I think this is not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that things are just disastrous in Starkville right now. But if you see 18 players in the transfer portal and think that is that is just completely fine without, you know, raising an eyebrow a little bit, um, that, that's just um, that is too homer for me because that's just not reality. It's not the end of the world. There is some natural. Roster turnover with a new coach, but 18 players in the portal is something that you should raise an eyebrow at and keep an eye on moving forward. Nothing wrong with saying that. Vanderbilt has 15, their third. Missouri has 12. South Carolina, Auburn, A&M all have 11. LSU, 10, uh, including the number one player in the portal, Eric Gilbert, uh, who's going to Florida. So good for Dan Mullen. Georgia and Arkansas with nine. Florida and Ole Miss with eight. Alabama, six. And Kentucky with five. Uh, players in the portal. So you see the difference between uh, Mississippi State's number and those at the bottom of the list. It's pretty stark. It's a significant difference. Um, just something to, you know, just raise an eyebrow over. You don't you know, lose your mind. You don't call for Mike Leach's head or anything like that. But it does raise a couple questions, and I think that's uh, that's appropriate. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Always glad that you are with me. Yes, sir. You've got national championship caliber baseball teams right here in the state of Mississippi. Thank you for tuning in. Always glad that you're with me. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.